0: Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon.
1: And so, uh, first off, I want to thank uh, Pastor Reeve for the incredible opportunity to uh, minister this evening. And uh, very, very humbled to do so, very excited to do so, uh, especially on um, such a uh, uh, wonderful occasion that we have this evening. If you have your Bibles, uh, I'll be ministering out of Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs chapter 3, if you can turn there uh, in your Bible. And so, first off, as uh, Pastor B and uh, Pastor Miguel have already said, Uh, Congratulations to our graduates class of 2022 and the parents because, um, you know, I if it wasn't for uh, for I know for my mom, you know, I'm not sure if I would have uh, graduated myself and um, so many people in the church that also encouraged me and um, super, super grateful for that um, a few years ago. You know, we don't take lightly the uh, the accomplishment of graduating. You know, many times we look, we see all these different graduations. I read uh, today that there was 3 million uh, students that graduated high school this year. and But the truth is, 85% of, of high school seniors graduated this year. And so that is an accomplishment. For our uh, seniors that graduated from college, only 33% of those who begin college actually end up graduating. And so um, this is the reason why I think it's so important to be able to take Time to honor it, celebrate it, and recognize it. It was interesting on Thursday. Uh, Thursday night, uh, Sarah and I uh, went to the Stevens track with my mom, and we were going there just to kind of walk around. And there was a lot of students there at the school and trying to figure out what was happening. And when you start talking to them, it turns out that it was the last day of school. We didn't hadn't realized that, and they were just kind of having their last kind of senior moment. Their Uh, Playing in the grass and uh, just having a a good time, and as I was walking around the track, looking at these seniors and and enjoying their time, my mind flashed back 13 years ago. I know it wasn't that long, but uh, you know, it was 13 years ago that I graduated from Stevens High School, and I remember that for me, in some ways, I found my identity in high school. I was a journalist. I was editor-in-chief of the school newspaper. And for some of you kids that don't know what a newspaper is, you can ask your parents to look it up on Wikipedia. And, you know, this is what kind of encompassed my life. There was others that maybe sports was your identity. Or or this activity or that activity was your identity. And I remember sitting the last day of school, kind of looking into uh, with, with my fellow classmates and thinking... What now? You know, what, what's going to happen? And honestly, it was it was a pretty scary thought for me. I, You know, I thought the next decisions are going to be my own. Where I worked, where I went to college, where I lived. For most of my life, for 18 years of my life, I had been kind of told what to do by my parents, led in a general direction. And now, here I am becoming an adult, and it's, Brent, what are you going to do? And so my hope this evening is to encourage you in your future and, and more importantly with your walk with God. And um, I don't plan to preach long and hopefully that God will help you and speak to you this evening. We're going to read Proverbs chapter 3 verses 1 through 7. It says these words, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For the length of days and, and long life and peace they will add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart, and so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Amen. Let's just pray briefly. God, I thank you, Lord, for this evening. I thank you for this opportunity to preach your gospel. I pray, Lord, that you would give me the words to speak. Let me bring encouragement, hope, and challenge. We thank you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. And so for those who don't know, uh, the majority of Proverbs was written by King Solomon. And here is King Solomon. He's writing some very practical advice. When I read it, I read it, and I kind of imagine almost like a father speaking to his son, writing a letter maybe to his son And he he says, you know what, son, you're about to start a new chapter in your life. This is going to be a new challenge. And he's trying to give him some encouragement, some hope for his future. He begins by talking about the importance of being humble. He says these words, do not be wise in your own eyes. You know, it's amazing how smart people feel when they graduate. And it's amazing how Quickly, they can think, I'm so much smarter than everyone else. I'm 18. I graduated from high school. Now listen to the great and wonderful wisdom that I have to tell everyone. Yet yeah, in our text, it says, do not be wise in your own eyes. You know, I came across this story. It says a young man was driving one day when he came across a sign that said, "Rose closed, do not enter. The young man decided to proceed around the sign because he was confident that it would save them time. After a few miles of successful navigation, he began to boast about his gift of discernment to his friends who were sitting in the car with him. His proud smile was quickly replaced with a humble sweat when the road led to a washed-out bridge. He turned the car around and retraced his tracks to the main road. When they arrived at the original warning sign, He was greeted by large letters on the back of the sign that said, and you thought you were so smart. You know, how many of us know that this is also sometimes true for the gospel? Sometimes teenagers, young adults, they feel like they have to maybe leave church to discover who they are, or or after... after high school or college, after they've had some bitter professor that's upset with the church or upset uh, uh, with, with the gospel, spreading lies to them. And, and they think, you know, now I think I know about the gospel. Now I think I really, I'm so smart, I don't need the church. You know, it's interesting because Paul warns us about this in Romans 12, uh, sorry, Romans 1 verse 20 through 22. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, forever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his ex- eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of, of foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Verse twenty-two, claiming to be wise, they instead became fools. You know, I've been around long enough to meet many teens or young adults, and you know, they graduate from high school, they graduate from college, or they're in college, and and all of a sudden they think, "Wow, I'm so wise! I'm too smart for the Bible! I'm too smart for 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 the, for the gospel! I discovered science! You you guys should discover science!" I'm like, "I I, I discovered science. The Bible says that God created the world. I'm like." What is there to dispute there, you know? And so, yet, they, they go on. They say, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm, I'm going to, they, I've heard people say, I'm going to be the one that backslides without consequences because, because I know how to do it now. Yet, look at what Paul writes. He says, they knew God. Every, every one of our teenagers, every person that, that's come through this church, they know God. But they chose not to worship, claiming to be wise. I love what Paul says, they became fools. So I want to look secondly at succeeding in life. And I want to bring, again, some encouragement to help you out, especially to those who are graduating. You want to succeed in life, our text says that we need to acknowledge God. If you look around, young young men and women, if you look around at the church kids who have graduated from high school, have graduated from college, and and they've continued to stay faithful in church, I believe that they would confirm the things I'm about to share with you. And let me just say this, is amazing to see how God blesses the church kids who have stayed faithful in church. I, I look around at, at some of my peers and some of the people that, that have, have, have continued to stay faithful now for, for 10, 15 years after high school, after college, and to see the blessing of God upon their life, it's just an incredible, and, and, and I encourage you to look at, at those people and see what God's done in their life. And so our text says, in all your ways, Acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. First thing you need to do is you need to d- develop a personal relationship with God. Throughout the Bible, you will read about people who did not have a personal relationship with God. I think about King Saul. You know, attention. When you read uh, the book uh, uh, of First Samuel and you read the book of Chronicles, you don't read about King Saul ever having a relationship with God. It was always his kind of relationship through through King, uh, through the prophet Samuel. You, it's almost like some people with with the relationship of God through through their parents, and yet he never developed that in fact, and you read in first Samuel fifteen when when God has rejected Saul on three different occasions you'll read that that Saul tells Samuel pray to your God it was never his God it was pray to your God and really pray to your God that that he kind of changes his mind about rejecting me as king yet we know that throughout the Bible that there are many others that made good decisions who who decide to have a good relationship with God and so I wanted to encourage you to have a personal relationship with God that it's it's more than just coming to church on a Sunday or Wednesday but we have to have a personal relationship you have to have a daily prayer life waking up taking time to wake up and pray and seek God take time to thank him you know, I every morning I, I made it my habit after high school that I was going to to be in morning prayer and if I couldn't be, I was going to find a place to pray. There was times where I'd have to take uh the bus to, to uh to school, whether it was to Northwest Vista or to UTSA. And I remember I would get there about an hour early and just find a place on campus and say, You know what, I'm going to take time to read my Bible, take time to pray, and start my day in prayer. We understand the importance of reading our Bible, knowing what it says, meditating on it. Pastor Gambo did a, a, a wonderful job this morning during our Sunday school talking about the importance uh, 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 of reading our Bible. Pastor Martinez mentioned it in his sermon uh, uh, this morning. And so, I, you know, it, reading your Bible is more than just like, hmm, what, what does it say here? And uh, uh, I'm in Zechariah. Uh, who's Zechariah? Let, let's go to someone that I know. Let's just go back to the book of John. Let, that's a little bit easier. No, it's important to be able to read the Bible and, and gain an understanding of it. And if you don't know what the Bible says, if you don't if, if if you're like the Ethiopian man that says, you know what, I'm reading this, but I don't understand, ask someone. We have a wonderful pastors on staff that want to help you bring clarity to exactly what you're reading, or ask a mature Christian. We need to let God direct our path. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, verse 9. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. You know, over the next few months, especially for our our, our graduates, over the next few years, you're going to be making some life-changing decisions. Maybe it's going to be where or if to attend college, where to work, where to live, who to marry. And you're going to really need God's guidance. You're going to need to know the voice of God. And as our text says, it says, trust His voice. But the problem for many Christians is that they're like, is it my voice or is it God's voice? How how do I know if it's the voice of God? And, and I wanted to just go over three quick tests that I like to do to know if it's the voice of God. First off, is it consistent with the Bible? God will not contradict himself. His word, his voice is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he said it was a sin 2,000 years ago, it's a sin today. Can you find a scripture that supports what you feel God is telling you? And Maybe you, you hear that voice that says, yeah, you should take that job. Take that job that, 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 that you're never going to be able to be in church, never going to be able to min, be in ministry. Or maybe it's that voice that says, yeah, you should definitely marry that girl that you just met on Instagram who's, who's a non-believer. That, that's probably not the, the, the voice of God. In fact, I can definitely tell you it's probably not. And so look in the Bible, say, you know what, it, what does the Bible says, and, and, and if if God is really speaking to me, you can find a verse. Will it make you a better Christian? That's the second test that I like to do. Is it going to make me a better Christian? Is it going to be bring me closer to Christ, or is it going to take me away from the will of God? You know, when I was in, in uh, I was a junior in college, and I'll never forget, Pastor Ruby used to do the teenage Bible study, and... And I remember telling him that, you know, after I graduate high school, Pastor, I'm going to uh, go go work and then I'm going to get married really quickly and I'm going to get sent out. And I had this plan and, and I was so excited. He's like, what about college? I'm like, college? Like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I'm going to get get a job real quick, get married and get sent out. Like, that, that was whole, my whole ambition. And I'll never forget him sitting down with me and saying, Brent, I think you should really go to college and pray about it and think about it. And so I remember... Uh, saying, if I'm going to go to college, I'm going to go debt-free. I'm going to apply for every scholarship out there, and, and I did. Every, literally every day I was applying for scholarships. And, uh, and I was so excited. My senior year, I got a, a very large scholarship to a, a school in, in Florida. And it was, I was kind of excited. I didn't, uh, it was a private Christian university. And I'm like, wow, this is, I'm going to be able to go to a private Christian university. And look, they even offer seminary, so maybe I can become a pastor there. And that, you know, that, that's how my 17-year-old mind was thinking. And I'll never forget turning it down. Because I understood, you know what, this is going to take me away from the will of God. God wanted me here. Pastor B has said many, many times that the will of God has a location. And this was the location that God saved me in. This is the location that God brought me here. And I'm so grateful that I made that choice. And by the way, I did go to college. I did go to college for four years, debt-free. And so, lastly, confirm it with, with the church. You know, every major decision, every major choice that I've made, I've received counsel. I've received counsel from my pastor. i received counsel from others within the church who I know that really pray for me. And I've learned that, you know what, if they're telling me, Brent, you probably shouldn't do this. You know what? Maybe you should really, really pray about it again. And I go back to him. Well, no, you pr- keep praying on on this. Maybe, maybe it's not the will of God. You know, asking advice, by the way, from your lukewarm or or flaky Christians is a terrible idea. If you read, uh, you can read about King Rehoboam in, in Second Chronicles chapter ten and see how that turned out for him. But you know what? It, it, if it's the will of God, I, I'm. Many, almost every time that, that, that I've gone to, to Pastor Ruby, to one of our pastors says, you know what, this is what I really feel like God's uh, moving on my heart to do, whether it was changing a job or, or marrying my wife. I'm so grateful that I was, they confirmed what I felt that God was already speaking to me. So like I said, I'm not, I wasn't, I'm not going to preach long. I, lastly, I want to look at the, the, the first of many graduations. Now, how many of us know that life is full of potential graduations? Whether you're graduating from high school and perhaps one day you'll graduate from college. Maybe from college you'll, you'll graduate to an internship or a permanent job. Maybe you'll graduate from employee to boss. Single person graduating from singleness to married life, Hallelujah. Or young couple, you know, becoming parents and, and, and becoming, uh, graduating to that, or becoming grandparents. Disciple, maybe graduating from, from disciple to pioneer pastor or missionary. And there's so many different moments in our life. We take a step. We graduate. We go to the next level. And every graduation, in so many different ways, they're exciting. And they, different, they bring different sets of challenges and experiences I remember graduating into marriage and I was so excited. And then like the second week, I was like, wow, like this was, this was different than I expected. It brought its new, new challenges. It brought it new excitement. Becoming a missionary, I, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. I thought I knew everything about being a pastor until I became a missionary. And I was like, whoa, like there, there's all these different challenges, but it was exciting. And just like our our seniors are graduating from high school and they're going to go into the workforce or they're going to go into college, it's going to bring some challenges, but it's going to bring some excitement where they're going to be able to grow and learn. And life is full uh, 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 of graduations. And how many of us know, lastly, there is the eternal graduation? Eventually, we will all graduate. We will all receive our cap and gown. But it's not going to be just any ordinary cap and gown. It's going to be the crown of glory look at what paul says in second timothy 4 verse 7 and 8 i have fought the good fight i have finished the race i have kept the faith finally there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the lord the righteous judge will give to me on that day not to me only but also to those who have loved him or loved his appearing so here is paul he's writing to timothy he says, I'm about to graduate, and we know that when, when, when Paul writes this letter, he, he's in prison, he's about to die, and he's, he's so excited, he's like, I'm about to graduate from this life into eternity, I'm about to, to get my graduation cap, I'm about to receive my eternal diploma, and on that diploma, it's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant, and it doesn't matter how old or how young you are, this is something that we all contend for. This is the graduation that all of us, one day, we know that we're going to cross that finish line. And we say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm working hard. Yes, this life is hard. Sometimes being a Christian is hard, just like being in college or high school or being in your job is hard. But we don't give up. We don't quit. Why? Because we know that there's a graduation waiting for us. The Bible says that there's a, a cloud of w- uh, witnesses that waits for us. And that's what we look forward to.
0: I have five reasons for you number one on the premium version we post full versions of testimony tuesday pastor campbell thursday and study day saturday if you'd like to hear those episodes then subscribe now reason number two uninterrupted listening we remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed reason number three premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version if you're an early bird We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks.